This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the savage one, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing this morning? A little on the tired side, buddy, but pretty good otherwise. So uh, I'm all freshly clean face, shaved head, whatever, trimmed hair, shaved face, whatever. And uh, uh, yeah. broadcasting good, live from the Geek Sauna, right? Yeah, the Geek Sauna, yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's like 90, 90 degrees up in the uh, room. But uh, luckily, lots of fans are going. It's not too distracting, so that's a good thing. Oof. Yeah. It's Getting the... the air circulating and moving around up here. No AC sucks. Yeah, it does. So while my rent is not super high here, unlike some places... Oh, what I wouldn't do to pay a little extra for AC. <laughs> if only you worked at a place where they sold uh, individualized units and don't all, have them. Really, everybody else nope, bought them before out. you could. <laughs> yeah, sold out. Well, there's 600 bucks a pop for an Ouch. AC unit. That's a little, little pricey. A little steep, so. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, we don't have any, man. Believe me, <laughs> I thought about it yesterday. 600 bucks didn't seem like a whole lot yesterday. No, I I'm sure. It. I did think about it. It crossed my mind, but uh, no, sold out, sold out across the state. We're having a, a massive heat wave. Like this is not typical uh, hot weather for uh, Denver and the Denver area. Yeah. Well, maybe you can do one of the uh, like Jimmy rigged, uh, uh, Jimmy rigged, jury rigged, uh, jury, Jimmy. Jerry Jimmy. <laughs> AC units that utilizes like a box fan and a cooler and some ice. and pe- <laughs> People make some really cool stuff. Just look it up on they, YouTube. They do. I should probably look at something. <laughs> I even thought about just like opening the fridge and just like sleeping with the fridge open. There you, you know? go. Just stick like, your head in yeah. and just don't mistake it for the oven. Well, folks, exactly. let's go ahead and kick things <laughs> off the way we do it each and every day with a question for my co-host. Uh, Tony, I forget... Are you somebody who ends uh, tends to talk in your sleep? Uh, not to my knowledge, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. It's okay. just me. So, uh, my ex-wife used to talk in her sleep sometimes. Perfect. Like, conversation, yeah. Did she ever talk so. about eh, maybe an ex-boyfriend, ex-lover, anything along those lines? No, 
she's usually just having a conversation about whoever was in her dream. Like she would just tell you what was going on. So all right, but yeah, <laughs> good they, to know. Like, the grim, the grimace never came up. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that goes to say, and uh, hopefully this doesn't uh, step on your toes for tomorrow. But a Florida woman pummeled her girlfriend after hearing the victim talking in her sleep about an ex, according to an arrest report. Responding late Sunday evening to a 911 call from a neighbor who reported a fight in progress, cops contacted the 21-year-old victim at the apartment she shares with Alexis Talley, her 23-year-old girlfriend. The victim told police that she was asleep in the Tampa Bay area residence when she was awoken by Talley, who told her she was talking in her sleep about an ex. An ensuing verbal argument turned physical, the victim said, and Tally began to punch her in the face. Cops noted that the victim had visible swelling to the right side of her face, consistent with her statement. While Tally acknowledged arguing with her girlfriend after hearing her sleep talking, she claimed the dispute was only verbal and not physical. As for the victim's injuries, Tally said they were sustained during a previous disorder and not from tonight. <laughs> so it was wow. from when we fought before, but not tonight. Tally, yeah, not. yeah, Tally was arrested for domestic battery and booked into the county jail. She was released from custody yesterday on $25,000, uh, sorry, $2,500 bond, and has been ordered by a judge to have no contact with the victim. So, you know, people say stuff unconsciously in their sleep, you know, don't take it out on them physically if they happen to maybe mention an ex. They, uh, at that point, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not like that. It's not like real life. They're just having a dream. That's all it is. It's just a dream. Exactly. So, well, uh, that one person needs to get the hell out of that relationship. That's for sure. So. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, either way, you know, it, it's sort of wrapped in a little bit of what we do on Thursdays with Florida man into our uh, crazy stories to begin the show. But, uh, you yeah, know, what else would you expect from our show? Exactly. Speaking of which, today is Wednesday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! Yeah, on Wednesdays we have Words Are Hard, as we do. We have a segment called You're So Dumb. And of course we round out the day with a segment called This Day in History. Folks, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour a day, seven-day a week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you pummeled your significant other because they said an ex's name in their sleep. Give us a call. We want to hear about it. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is Wednesday, and as we like to do on Wednesdays, explore the English language, some of the weirdness, the oddness, the eccentricities of the language that uh, we all know and love and hopefully speak at the same time with a segment I like to call Words Are Hard. So in today's Words Are Hard, uh, we are going to explore the dark origins of nursery rhymes. Okay, not a real nursery rhyme, but uh, there are real ones that, uh, you know, don't exactly come from the best spot. Boy, words are hard today, uh, and it is Wednesday, especially because uh, most of them are aimed at children. So to give you an example, the very first one is uh, Ring Around the Rosy, which uh, first appeared in 1881. Considering that some of today's classic nursery rhymes are more than two centuries old, there are often several theories surrounding their origins and not a lot of sound proof about which argument is correct. But all of the alleged nursery rhyme backstories, Ring Around the Rosie is probably the most infamous. Though its lyrics and even its title have gone through some changes over the years, the most popular contention is that the, singy, the sing-songy verse refers to the 1665 Great Plague of London. The rosy is the rash that covered the afflicted, the smell from which they attempted to cover up with a pocket full of posies. The plague killed nearly 15% of the country's population, which makes the final verse, ashes, ashes, we all fall down, rather self-explanatory. I know, that's almost <laughs> darker than the uh, the Freddie song. Yes. Definitely a lot darker. Just when you sing it, it's a lot nicer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just get some creepy kids singing it. You'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Little kids whisper singing is always uh, a little unnerving. And uh, with a song yeah. like that, it just sort of compounds on that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on with words are hard. <laughs> Tony, are you familiar with the nursery rhyme Baba Black Sheep? Yes, sir. Do you know what? There you go. Well, though most scholars agree that Baba Black Sheep is about the great custom, a tax on wool that was introduced in 1275, its use of the color black and the word master led some to wonder whether there was a racial message at its center. Its political correctness was called into question yet again in the latter part of the 20th century, with some schools banning it from being repeated in classrooms and others simply switching out the word black for something deemed less offensive. In 2011, News.com reported on the proliferation of Baba Rainbow Sheep as an alternative. Sounds to me like somebody's reading a little too far into this nursery rhyme. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little, 
little much there. <laughs> well, speaking of nursery rhymes, and you know, it is Wednesdays, and we are talking about words are hard. Here's one I'm not familiar with. Tony, maybe you are. It's from 1784. The nursery rhyme is Goosey Goosey Gander. Never heard of it. Me neither. I know Duck Duck Goose, which is a game, not necessarily a nursery rhyme, but uh, apparently this is something that exists. Well, it's hard to imagine that any rhyme with the phrase Goosey Goosey in its title could be described as anything but feel good. But it's actually a tale of religious persecution during the days when Catholic priests would hide themselves in order to say their Latin-based prayers, a major no-no at the time, not even in the privacy of one's own home. In the original version, the narrator comes upon an old man who wouldn't say his prayers, so I took him by his left leg and threw him down the stairs. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's a little on the dark side. For old uh, Juicy Goosey. Yeah, a little uh, heavy there, folks. And, uh, and the fact that it's something for kids to repeat and sing makes it that much weirder. All right, yeah, let's keep yeah. moving on. Words are hard. <laughs> this one coming from 1765. I know you're familiar with this one, Tony. Jack and Jill. Yep, went up a hill. And we're not talking about the terrible Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, I never saw that one. It took place <laughs> on that cruise ship we went on, the Allure of the Seas. Did it really? I, yeah. I've seen it in bits and pieces once, and it was it was not good. But uh, all that goes <laughs> to say that, admit it, you fooled around with the lyrics to Jack and Jill a bit yourself when you were younger, turning what you thought was an innocent poem into something a little bit naughty. But its origins aren't as clean-cut as you probably imagined. One of the most common theories surrounding the story's origin is that it's about French France's Louis the Sixteenth and his wife Marie Antoinette, who were both found guilty of treason and subsequently beheaded. The only problem is that those events occurred nearly thirty years after Jack and Jill was first written. The more likely possibility is that it's an account of King Charles I's attempt to reform the tax on liquid measures. When Parliament rejected his suggestions, he instead made sure that the volume was reduced on half and quarter pints, also known as Jack and Jill's, respectively. All right, so not as dark as you would assume, and especially if it's not related to uh, King Louis the Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette getting their heads cut off. But uh, you know, still, uh, still not a great time in history. No, absolutely not. Off with their heads. <laughs> they really like cutting off people's heads at they that point. They really did. It's the oddest thing. <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on. Talking words are hard. <laughs> this one coming from the year 1744, and it is not a Gerard Butler movie. It is the nursery rhyme, London Bridge is Falling Down. Tony, I know you're familiar I've, with that one. I've heard that one, yeah. My fair lady. Well, in 2006, Fergie got saucy with some of this classic kid tunes lyrics, but the original song wasn't much better. Depending on whom you ask, London Bridge is Falling Down could be about a 1014 Viking attack, child sacrifice, or the normal deterioration of an old bridge. But the most popular theory seems to be the first one. More specifically, the alleged destruction of London Bridge at the hands of Olaf II of Norway sometime in the early 1000s. 
The song's popularity around the world is often cited as further proof that it was the Vikings who created it, believing that they brought the tune to the many places they traveled. Oh, and the whole child sacrifice thing, that's an idea that is also often debated. There's no archaeological evidence to support it, though. But the theory goes that in order to keep London Bridge upright, its builders believed that it must be built on a foundation of human sacrifice and that those same humans, mostly children, would help to watch over the bridge and maintain its sturdiness, which we're pretty sure isn't a practice they teach you in architecture school. If it is that second part, that is quite creepy <laughs> yeah it definitely these these definitely have some dark tales behind them don't they oh, much yeah. different than that you just need to have corn just continue to sing them <laughs> i don't know i'm getting more of a vision of children of the corn if anything <laughs> all right moving on words are hard this one coming from the year 1744. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's uh, Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. I have. Okay. I've heard that one. Do you know anything uh, more than uh, just the title? or? Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. Um, played the Legend of Zelda to collect a bunch of freaking fairies. You know, you're so close. So close. <laughs> it's uh, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow with cockle shells and silver bells and pretty maids all in a row? Oh, cockle shells. <laughs> well, contrary is one way to describe a murderous psychopath. This popular English nursery rhyme, which reads like a solicitation for gardening advice, is actually a recounting of the homicidal nature of Queen Mary I of England, also known as Bloody Mary. A fierce believer... In Catholicism, her reign as queen from 1553 to 1558 was marked by the execution of hundreds of Protestants. Silver bells and cockle shells are torture devices, not garden accoutrement. Huh. Well, that's kind of dark. I did not know. Yeah, Mary Mary is uh, quite, quite the evil song there. Yeah, she is. Well, uh, along those same lines, and we're talking words are hard. Of course, you know this one, Tony, from 1805, Three Blind Mice. Yep. Three blind mice, see how they fly. I don't know how it goes. Mice fly? That's awesome. They, they do in this version. <laughs> well, Three Blind Mice is supposedly yet another ode to Bloody Mary's reign, with the trio in question believed to be a group of Protestant bishops Hugh Latimer, Nicholas Radley, and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, who unsuccessfully conspired to overthrow the Queen and were burned at the stake for their heresy. Critics suggest that the blindness in the title refers to their religious beliefs. It's not what you would think with that, right? No, no, no. You figure. You literally think very blind like mice, actually. Yeah. Yep. All right, and then finally here on Words Are Hard. Doesn't attribute it to a year, but uh, the nursery rhyme is eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I know you've used that to uh, decide a few things in your life, right, Tom? Yeah, Negan definitely has. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, no, uh, uh, there's nothing particularly inflammatory about the lines eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by his toe, but there is when you consider that the word T 
Tiger is a relatively new development in this counting rhyme as a replacement for the N-word. Even with the lyrical switch out, any reference to the poem still has the ability to offend. In 2004, two passengers sued Southwest Airlines uh, for inter, uh, intentional infliction of emotional distress and negligent infliction of emotional distress following an incident where a flight attendant used the rhyme in a humorous fashion during takeoff when she told passengers, "Any, mini, miny, mo, please sit down, it's time to go. Obviously, the court sided with the airline. What a stupid lawsuit. Yes. But the, I'm offended. <laughs> but the origin is is quite harsh. Probably not the same intention there as well. But yeah, jeez Louise. In any case, folks, that does it for words are hard on this Wednesday. When we come back, we've got We're a segment. So dark. <laughs> segment called "You're So Dumb." Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you do want to enjoy us, in boy words are hard today, enjoy us from the comfort of your own home or on your couch, or on the go, just download the NGBN.TV mobile application or smart TV app. From there, uh, seek out the Phoenix Media channel. You can get this show and other great Phoenix Media shows as well. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81 or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Almost forgot the dot in there. Uh, yeah, don't forget the dot. The dot is very, very important. It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> now in this segment, Tony, posing the question, have you ever heard somebody say something so ridiculous, so stupid that you've wanted to turn around and ask follow-up questions or just slap them upside the head? Uh, I don't know about the follow-up questions, but yeah, a lot of the times I'm just like, shut up, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that a lot. There's a lot of times. But uh, yeah, like, but as far as asking more questions, no, because it's just going to continue down a dumb rabbit hole. Exactly. Well, if any uh, specific times come to mind while I'm going through this list, feel free to chime in. But uh, in any case, we're going to run down a segment that I like to call You're So Dumb. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. This is a list of the dumbest things people have ever heard somebody say or overheard somebody say. For instance, this first one from uh, user triple zero Rohit says, Some girl once told me that it was impossible for me to be Vietnamese because Vietnam was a war and not a country. This happened while in college. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Wow. Wow. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? Yeesh. 
Uh, so apparently there's no such thing as Koreans or there's no such thing as the world because it was a war, not a, not a thing. Yeah, it doesn't exist. So, <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on with you're so dumb. This from user Lavernikin says, work at, Lavernikin! work at a hotel. Guest asked why there was no 4th of July parade or any fireworks in town. We were in Australia. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Like, yeah. know, know where you're at. You're not going to go to some other country and be like, hey, it's the 4th of July. Great. Fireworks <laughs> in America. If you're outside the country, July 4th is just another day. Yeah. Why are you not celebrating American Independence Day? Doesn't everybody? Ah, nope. people. Well, let's move on with You're So Dumb. This from user unknown. My guess is that uh, the user is actually unknown. But it says, a few years ago, leading up to the Great American Eclipse, a co-worker overheard us discussing it and said, y'all don't actually believe in that stuff, do you? I figured he misunderstood whatever we were talking about and thought we were talking about mysticism or something regarding the eclipse. But no, he followed up with, don't you know if the moon went into the sun, it would melt? That's why the eclipse can't be real. I felt a genuine, uh, I genuinely felt like humanity should probably start over from scratch after that. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Wow. Oh, wow. And, you know, I, wow. I worry about the younger generations with a lot of the misinformation, but I worry about some dumbass adults like this who actually thought that uh, they were talking about the moon going into the sun. Jeez. Let's keep rolling when on. They get together, it just is so hot it melts the moon, you know? Because it's made of green cheese. <laughs> Moving on with You're So Dumb. Oh, I love this username. Waffle Ambassador says, When I was like 13, I told my friend that there was such thing as a liger. They had successfully mated a lion and a tiger. His response, you idiot. Tigers are female lions. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Oh, my gosh. It's a liger, only the greatest animal ever. It's like my favorite. (laughs) And no, tigers are not female lions. No. (sighs) Wow. Let's keep rolling on. You're so dumb from user Frankie Mint says, It's been proven that if you dream about falling and hit the ground in your dream, you will die in your sleep. Yeah, if someone dies in their sleep, how do you know what they were dreaming? You're so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. You're wrong because they're dead. <laughs> and apparently that goes back to uh, our last segment. <laughs> Maybe you hit the I think ground. That's an uh, old wives' tale, isn't that? Like, uh, with, like if you hit the ground, you usually wake up before that happens. Like dreams where you fall. Right. I think you usually pop up before then, but. Uh, I don't know. I've never, I've never actually hit the ground in my. I've always woken up. So I haven't either. But I, the the fact if that was actually true would be absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, that's why we do this segment. Exactly. M- moving on with you're so dumb. This from Adron the Survivor says a girl in my class asked why do farms exist if she gets her food from the supermarket. The teacher had such a disappointed face, and everyone looked at her and wondered, how did she pass all the way through to the eighth grade? You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Wow. For real. Wow. <laughs> special, you know? Just just special. Like, it just, 
stores just buy it. Like, they just, I don't know where, poof, eggs, poof, milk, poof, cheese. It yeah. just comes from the magic grocery land. Yeah, and all those farmers are so dumb. They can just go to uh, Costco, Whole Foods, Sprouts. Yeah. Pick it up from there. Why do they have to grow it? It's they crazy. must buy it in bulk and divvy it up. <laughs> Oh, let's keep moving on with You're right, So that Dumb. That was probably the dumbest one yet on this list, bro. Yep. That was pretty bad. This from user Captain Awesome 6 says, I worked... Ooh, I like the name. I do, too. I worked retail as a summer job for about 17 years. I was putting out coffee cups with a coworker. Coworker says, why don't they make left-handed coffee cups? I quietly turned one of the mugs 180 degrees without saying anything. Last I heard, she was the assistant manager of that department. You are so dumb. Wow. You are really dumb. For real. Really? Yeah, no. No worries. Here you go. <laughs> you know, left, left-handed left people get left, left out of everything, including coffee cups. Hey, do you want a left-handed handle? Here, look that way. Look. There you go. There you go. Let me just grab it left-handed or however you want. It's just, amazing you know, how that works. Make, make it easy on you. Real easy. <laughs> Moving on with You're So Dumb, user Emmalove98 says, My sister my sister panicked whilst on a plane and asked, asked if she could open a window as she was feeling really hot. The guy in the seats across from her lost it. It made his day. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Yeah, there's a very good reason you can't open the windows on an airplane. Yeah. little co- thing called pressurization. Yeah. But I just want to slide the window just a bit just to take in the air. Ah. <laughs> Out you go. What Nimrod, man. I know. I know. The Lord. one thing I can say is this segment makes me feel so much better about myself at times. Yeah. Let's keep rolling on with You're So Dumb. This from user Deleted. Okay. Says, Deleted! The smartest guy in his class said, wait, is it just me or do meteors always land in craters? You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes, they always land in craters. Always. Mm, craters. Craters popcorn. Awesome. It's a good Chicago mix. You can buy it and find it at Costco. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, rolling on. You're so dumb. Kenneth from 30 Rock says, my friend, Kenneth! Wa- my friend once told me he wasn't too concerned about using birth control because everyone knows the girl can only get pregnant if they both come at the same time. His girlfriend was pregnant three months later. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. You you must have went before me. I mean, what the heck? The the sad part is, and if you've ever seen the movie Idiocracy, it is the dumb people who procreate and uh, repopulate the earth, and it is the smart people who unfortunately don't. Oh, my God. Not in every case, but you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Camera at the same time. Let's go already. Moving on with you're so dumb. This from user Nigglebit. Ooh, that's an interesting name. <laughs> Says twenty two. Twenty two year old girlfriend. After having walked under some street lamps, I just discovered that we have two shadows. I think the other one is only visible at night. I explained what shadows are and how they're dependent on the light source. There was a visible brain processing strain on her face. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Wow. <laughs> what in the actual ass? 
<laughs> There's two shadows. This is my day shadow. I like to call her Barbara. But at night, it's Bertha, because she gets so big and she takes over the world. She's a big-ass shadow. <laughs> oh, and finally here on You're So Dumb from user Edgar. Oh, really, Hi, Edgar. Really makes me wonder. They said... Uh, the spork is the devil's utensil because it is the amalgamation of the masculine fork and the feminine spoon and is trying to blur gender lines in society. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. That's funny. Is I, when I think of a spork, I think of uh, elementary school. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of the thing you got here. It's, it's a handy utensil that's a fork and a spoon all into one. I got bad news for you. It's not trying to make any sort of statement on society. It's just a utensil. Well, folks, That's it. that does it for this segment. When we come back, we've got, well, this day. Well, yeah. But we've got this day in history, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I'll take that as a yes. My father is a genie. He's crazy. (laughs) While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Like us. Subscribe. Share it on your page, your Insta, your Twitter, your TikTok, whatever the hell you want to share it on. And... Sharing is always caring. Exactly. Or call your grandmother and let her know about us. Because yeah, we're right or, up her alley or, for sure. Or, or play that genie magic, you know. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Well, folks, as we like to do on this segment, drop a little knowledge. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, kicking things off this day in 1567, Mary, Queen of Scots, is imprisoned in Loch Leven Castle Prison in Scotland. Is she one of the Marys that ended up getting her head chopped off? We know they like no, doing that. No, I'm sure. It was, it was inevitable. You know? it, was, it was just one of those things that she got chopped at some point. Go! And I don't believe she's yeah. the same bloody Mary that uh, we were talking about in the last uh, two segments ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, she wasn't the sexy woman you see in the mirror if you say it three times. Right, just like Beetlejuice or Candyman. Yeah. Let's keep rolling on. Beetlejuice shows up. (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were going (laughs) to keep going with that. No, no, I just said Beetlejuice shows up. Ah. 
Moving on this day in 1779, U.S. General Anthony Wayne captures Stony Point, New York, inflicting heavy losses on the British. Um, you know, while Anthony Wayne is a cool name, I prefer Bruce Wayne. Oh, see, I figured he was Big Wayne, and then later we got Lil Wayne. Oh, there you go, too. I like that. That that is a uh, a good one right there. It's very good. Here's one we haven't done in a while this day in 1815. The Battle at Ligny, French army under Napoleon beats Prussia, giving time for Tony to grab that uh, prop of his. Of course, we know how he celebrated getting that Piggly Wiggly trough down at Farrell's. Excellent! <laughs> fun. Fun, fun. Ow! This day in 1858, Abraham Lincoln famously says, A house divided against itself cannot stand, excepting Illinois Republican Party's nomination for the Senate. And if only people these days had actually listened to what he actually said there. Yep, but they did not. Still a house divided. Yep. Yep. Moved on this day in 1903, Ford Motors under Henry Ford Incorporates. How's that Ford treating you, Tone? Man, the undercarriage popped out again last night. Piece of shit. Not, yeah. not surprised yeah, for some did reason. Did I say it, Ford? Yeah, piece of shit, yeah, stupid ass Ford. <laughs> Don't buy a Ford or it's fair not about that. Thanks, Henry. <laughs> uh, fitting for that acronym. All right, yeah. let's, let's keep rolling on this day. 1938, Boston first baseman Jimmy Fox is walked a record six consecutive times by St. Louis Browns. The Red Sox still win 12 to 8. I didn't realize there was a baseball team called the St. Louis Browns. No, they're smart to get rid of it and become the St. Louis Cardinals. Much better team, man. Yeah, better than the Cleveland Browns. Now playing for the St. Louis Browns, Nolan Arenado. Moving on this day in 1960, Psycho, the psychological horror film by director Alfred Hitchcock, starring Janet Lee, Anthony Perkins, and Vera Miles, opens in New York City, which is mind-blowing because just a couple days ago we talked about uh, Alfred Hitchcock's first film, which I think was 1928, so you're looking almost yeah. a little over 30 years later where his most famous film came out. Yeah, Mother! Yeah, that was a very famous shower scene there, huh? Oh, yeah. If you watch the... (laughs) Here's a little insider uh, hint. If you watch the remake with Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche, when she's murdered in the shower and she falls over for a couple frames, you can see her butthole. Oh, weird. Yeah, very strange. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The things you learn on this show, right? Weird, yeah. Moving on this day in 1963, the Soviet space mission Vostok 6 is launched with Valentina Tereshkova on board, who becomes the first woman in space. I would have thought I it would like be a... like to ride rocket, a rocket ship, I say. I get in the rocket, I ride up to the top, and you know what they say when you both go at the same time, Right. Nobody get pregnant in space. And she looks like the stereotypical Russian Soviet first woman in space. No yeah, doubt about like it. A, she looks like a heel wrestler. Yeah. You know, like Tonight I beat your ass down. Moving on this day in 1966, Rowan and Martin host the Dean Martin Show summer series on NBC TV. Back when variety shows were all the rage... 
you know, we went away from that with scripted shows. And of course, we're back now with all of the terrible, you know, reality competitions, mass singer, name that fart, the, the whatever diarrhea, it is. Diarrhea, what was it, the Hershey Highway? Yeah. <laughs> Ron Funches. Yeah, I, that was a big news story. Yeah, the ultimate slip and slide. Network, but uh, yeah, the, the uh, poopy slide there. <laughs> exactly. If you like diarrhea on the highway, you'll love the Dean Martin Show. Rowan and Martin present the greatest variety show of the summer. Hi, kids. I'm Dean Martin. And if you like diarrhea, this is not the show for you. <laughs> Rolling on this day in 1975, NBA's Milwaukee Bucks trade Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Walt Wesley to the LA Lakers for four players. I guess I didn't realize that Kareem wasn't always an LA Laker. I didn't either. I can tell you the Bucks are hopeful. I bet they wish they had Abdul-Jabbar because, oof, they're struggling against the uh, Nets. Durant put a hurt on them last night. Oof. Seriously, oh God, I haven't been following the playoffs. I've been just so busy and kind of kicking myself for it. So Yeah, I watch just the highlights. There I work go. too much. I live through highlights. That's it. <laughs> Look at this dude. Are you going to cover that guy? No. Bushy eyebrows. Nope. <laughs> Heading on down to the year. Oh, look at my caterpillar eyes. Heading on down to the year 1978, the film Grease opens, starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, based on the 1971 musical. Isn't that weird? John Travolta. (laughs) Oh, vintage classic movie. (laughs) Speaking of vintage classic movies, this day in 1980, the music comedy filmed. Uh, boy, the musical comedy film, The Blues Brothers, starring Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, directed by John Landis, premieres in Chicago. That is still a fun mo- movie to go Classic. back and watch. Yeah, fantastic movie. Um, it's iconic. And uh, what's weird is if Belushi would have uh, lived and didn't end up passing away, he would have actually been in Ghostbusters uh, versus Bill Murray. Yep. As weird as that is. Yeah, and so. uh, the part of... Um, Boy, my brain is absolutely mush. Uh, Ernie Hudson's park was originally intended for Eddie Murphy. That's crazy. Yeah. Could you imagine? I can't. I couldn't picture it now, but back then it wouldn't have surprised me. No. Hey, no. look, weird. There's a Ghostbuster one in there. Weirdly is, enough. Is there really? Yeah, 1989. Let's see. Oh, Ghostbusters 2, directed by Ivan Reitman, starring Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd premieres. Look at that. It didn't even get a feature awesome spot. sequel. I know it gets it gets shit on as not a real good one. I really enjoyed Ghostbusters 2. It's one of my favorite movies. Mine too. Uh, speaking of uh, terrible sequels, this day in 1995, Batman Forever opens with a record 528 million weekend starring Val Kilmer, Chris O'Donnell, Tommy Lee Jones, and Nicole Kidman. While it wasn't a, a kiss from a rose on a grave. It wasn't that a crappy ass song. Yeah, it wasn't a great sequel, but it was much better than Batman and Robin, which followed that. Oh yeah, Oof. dude, I remember going to the Taco Bell on Highway 50 in Carson. It's not there anymore. It's some other Mexican joint now, but um, I remember going there and getting like some Batman tacos and stuff. <laughs> it was a weird tie-in. There was a lot of marketing uh, during those days. Well, yeah. Before we close out the show, folks, we like to run down some of today's holidays. Where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate. For instance, today is Bloomsday. Whatever that Bloomsday, means. Bloomsday, damn it! It is Fresh Veggies Day. Yeah. 
<laughs> Yum, if you like your fresh veggies from the garden. Not a big fan. It is International Day of the African Child. Okay, happy birthday. It is <laughs> Ladies Initiated in Baseball Day. Yes, ladies initiate. <laughs> it is No Orange Clothes Day. You hear that tone? No orange clothes today. Yeah, nope. Well, <laughs> I already got orange on. Too late. It is Wish Fulfillment Day. It is National Vinegar Day. It is World Sea Turtle Day. And most importantly, it is National Fudge Day. Ultimate Fudge. slip and slide. Anyway, folks, uh, <laughs> that does it for this Wednesday. When we come back tomorrow, join us for Florida Man. You won't want to miss it. Enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. I like